films with the women of my life. My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight is Nicole. Meowdy. <laughs> Meowdy. And Mama Kay. Hi, everybody. And tonight we are doing Kodachrome. Kodachrome. Ever heard of Kodachrome? Mama Kay, tell us what Kodachrome is, since you were the <laughs> one who, uh, who selected this one. Kodachrome is a type of film that was made by Kodak. Uh, 35 millimeter. I guess they stopped making it, and then that's sort of the premise for this movie. Yeah, the premise is set during the final days of the admired photo development system known as Kodachrome. A father and son hit the road in order to reach the Kansas Photo Lab before it closes its doors for good. So, yeah, we got uh, uh, Ed Harris, who I kept trying to tell Nicole who it was, and she kept not knowing who it was. I'm like, <laughs> we, we do, we've probably done like 50 Ed Harris movies. He's in, he's he's every, in everything. He's, the, he's in everything. Yeah. Uh, so well, is another you know guy. funny? I, I always get it mixed up with Bruce Greenwood, and I know they don't look alike, but the names just overlap, and then, lo and behold, he fucking shows up right there. I'm like, this is like the Twilight Zone. I can kind well, of get it, did. because they're both ubiquitous. I mean, they're all over the place, so maybe. Yeah. We did two weeks ago, we did uh, Book of Secrets. They were, in, they were both in that, too. So, you know, yeah, they're, they're, they're everywhere. That's true. Uh, Jason yeah. Sudeikis is our lead, and Elizabeth Olsen is also in this uh and Bruce Greenwood shows up later on. Uh, so yeah, well, okay. And the State I, Farm what I, guy are all and the state. state yeah, are you in good hands? Uh, they're they're in okay hands. Um, well, okay, you chose this. What made you, what made you want to pick Kodachrome? Now that we know what Kodachrome is, the movie and the film type. Well, I think we were looking for some things to do since the theaters are still you know closed, and uh, I am a journey movie person. I can. I think I can watch any Journey movie. So we um, we sort of have a, I called it a cavalcade earlier. I don't know that two makes up a cavalcade. I don't know if you have any idea what a cavalcade is, um, a grouping. The first one was Mango Dreams. Mango Dreams, yeah. Mango Dreams, right. Uh, which I want to call Mango Frost, but it was Mango Dreams. And this one is Kodachrome. So Mango Mango Dreams was a, was a Journey movie. Um, I mean, you know, kind of a little bit similar. Uh, and this is just, you know, it's a it's a, a piece, a people piece. Um, I like that kind of stuff. Kind of, I was intrigued because I don't think I've ever intentionally watched a movie uh, that has the, the, the uh, star of Jason Sudeikis in it. Um, but no, I was... Nicole loves Jason. Well, I do. And he's in another Journey movie of We're the Millers. Yes. That's a Maybe that's his very niche. different kind of journey movie. <laughs> I guess we'll do Where the, Where the Millers in a little bit here. I've never seen that all the way through. I've seen like two parts of that. Yeah, that's something that plays at our house a lot. Um, but I can see that being uh, yeah. people in our house liking that movie. Yeah. yeah, a lot. I mean, but that's like, that's a comedy <laughs> bent. This isn't, this is not what this is. So um, to see, to have Jason Sudeikis play this, you know, type of role where he's, I mean, it's definitely, it's not a fish out of water kind of role for him, but um, just kind of a little more drama than I think I'm used to seeing him in. So I was interested in that. Ed Harris is always, um, you know, fan favorite. And also, uh, safe drivers say forty percent. So you got to go. Yeah, with Dennis that. Haysbert, a large draw. Dennis Haysbert Anytime, is I mean, in one of my favorite movies ever with Julianne Moore. The name is blanking. I'm blanking on the name right now. It's we'll about come ten back years to that old. Later on. Yeah, I'm gonna but if you have not seen Kodachrome, it's a Netflix original film. It came out a couple years ago. It's on Netflix right now. So if you have any interest, go check it out before we spoil it. About an hour 40, so not an overly taxing watch. So, uh, yeah, we're going to spoil it now. 
We rate things here at Films with Women in My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. Jason Sudeikis plays Matt Ryder, who is an A&R representative at a record label company, uh, and he is in danger of losing his job because we start at the beginning of the film. He loses another one of the biggest clients. He has not had a big client in a while, uh, and he, uh, he had some good tips on the early on in his career, but has kind of uh, faded, faded away a bit out of favor. Uh, but he has this plan. He's going to go sa- sign this band called the spare sevens. And that's going to get him to keep his job and bring him back into the spotlight of the company or help him, whatever. It'll help his career. Uh, and enter uh, Elizabeth Olsen, who is the, uh, the ter- caretaker of his estranged father. So this is Zoe. And his father is Benjamin Ryder. Uh, he is a famous photographer. Uh, he's a prickly character, hard to get along with, uh, hence their 10-year estrangement, uh, as well as throughout their ch- his childhood. You find out he was kind of an absent father. Uh, his mother left when he was young and died, I think. She's dead. Yeah, she's dead. Uh, so, you know, a lot, of, a lot of family drama stuff going on. Uh, the whole... The whole crux of the movie though this is the road trip part uh is that ed harris uh is dying so he wants to go and get his kodachrome uh film strips uh take uh what produced uh developed i don't know what the developed there we go developed in the only kodachrome uh lab left in the u.s because they stopped making it and they're going to stop uh producing or uh uh, developing and that's in kansas so that they're in where new york at the beginning they got to take a road trip i think they're in new jersey but yes New Jersey, okay, yeah, so they gotta take a East Coast to middle of the country road trip. Uh, obviously, Matt does not want to go, but uh, but Larry Holt, who is uh, Dennis Haysbert, uh, say uh, Allstate guy, <laughs> is like, hey, I'll get you a meeting with the Spare Sevens because I know I know their manager people, and if I'll get you a meeting if you go with your father because I'm one of his only two friends left, and I you should it's good for you to do this, and he's like, I don't want to, but I I will do it, and then the it's the it's the father, son, and the assistant slash love interest go on the road trip. So there you go. That's the that's the kicking off point of our plot. Malika, what do you think of it? Uh, it's a road trip movie. I like it. Um, it. If if nothing else, it's entirely predictable. I don't know if anybody else thought that there was something <laughs> else that was going to happen in this, but it didn't. Whatever you thought might happen. Um, so predictability wise, I don't think you could have written something that was more, uh, A plus B equals C. And that's kind of what happens in this movie. Um, it's not, not to say that it's, it's perfunctory, but it, maybe it is. I don't, I don't think plot is, is the strength of this movie. Um, it's fine and it gets you from where you need to be. Chicago is not on the way to Kansas from New York or New Jersey, so they make a lot of stops. Yeah, they, stops. they made a lot. They made a lot of stops for a guy who only has four months left in his life, or or less. Um, as yeah, um, so um, so yeah. I mean, it's okay. It gets it's the vehicle. I get it. Um, so the plot for me is mm, maybe a two. It's a two. Okay, Nicole. Uh, I have to totally agree with the fact that this is so predictable and i know that i even said that while we're watching this i when when you can just quote what the next thing's gonna be before you even see this whole movie then you're like okay i get it but it 
surprisingly wasn't as annoying as it could have been for me. Usually I really hate that and it just totally ruins my the watchability for me. But this wasn't. Maybe it's because I really like a lot of the actors in this. Um, so I was okay with watching it, even though I knew exactly how this was going to end up. Like, what what's the point? You know, the conflict is so strong in the beginning that I really thought that they might keep it a different way and not have him either fall in love or forgive his father. But I'm like hoping, holding on for something to be different where I'm like, wow, I did not expect that. But eh. yeah, I was at the end. That. I was, I was kind of hoping that we might get a little different ending than we did. It, 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 <laughs> I would have respected this movie more if it wouldn't have tied it up in quite as neat of a bow, I think. Yeah, so. absolutely. I agree. And another thing that I said as I'm watching this, you know, one of the one of the plot points here is of course he's now has this love interest of the nurse and I just really wanted them to not do that. I really just <laughs> wanted them to be friends and understand that this old man was a pain in the ass and he sucked and we both think that he sucked. So you know, let's just reminisce about it or something. And <laughs> I, th- but I thought it was going to go that way also because you know they have that one scene where they actually do take it to another level, and she gets upset and says it was a mistake. I'm like, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> so the story itself is is interesting that they're using this lab shutting down as a means for everyone to come together and kind of air their grievances i don't think that they would that he would have done that with his father if they didn't have this obviously it isn't the best part of the movie i'm gonna give it a three yeah so um this is like i I think we've all kind of said similar things this is all the most paint by numbers movie i could possibly ever think of ever this is extremely like Oh, you don't. You haven't seen. You haven't seen enough good movies. Then I mean, come on. Well, I was gonna say this when we get to characters. If this was made like mm, fifty years ago, I bet this would be like a classic movie because the acting I think is pretty good, (laughs) and uh, they do the best with some mediocre material. But uh, it's just what's what's like. Of course, everything happens. Happens. Of course. They, they they are crotchety towards each other. They, I thought the only thing I didn't see coming was uh, the middle point where he has the meeting with the band. I thought he was going to come in and ruin the big meeting and that was going to blow up and then he would end up in the hospital. But instead, he helped him in the big meeting and then ended up in the hospital. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like that was the most tw- twisted, like, subverted part to me. And I'm like, yeah, but it's still. It, and then I'm going to break you out of the hospital. The girl's going to leave and she's going to come back at the final moment. Everything is just like the most obvious everything. Um,. Yeah. I, 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 the plot's like, uh, I'll, I'll give it a, like a two five, uh, because it's super competent. Everything can pretty much makes sense. You know, we said that you wouldn't go to Chicago on the way, but you know, he had to go to the meeting and that's the whole reason he's going in the first place. So fine. Right. Like I, there's nothing crazy. I have to jump the hoop through, but, uh, exceptionally unremarkable with the writing and, and the story. Uh, I will give some points though in the characters, um, maybe not so much the characters themselves, but the, just the the sheer will of acting to, to bring this to life. So uh, the three mains are Ed Harris is Benjamin, Jason Sudeikis is Matt, Elizabeth Olsen is Zoe, and then the parents are Bruce Greenwood is D, or not the parents, the, the un- aunt and uncle who like right. were Matt's de facto parents. Bruce Greenwood's Dean, Wendy Crewson is Sarah, and then, yeah, Dennis Haysbert is Larry Holt, Ben's manager. Uh, what's the name of the the Spare Sevens guy? Uh, Jasper, he's the lead singer. Yeah, Jasper. Um, 
and then you get some people at the uh, uh, you get the guy at the film development place, Dwayne, yeah. uh, the, the the asshole boss in the beginning. All, all your all your characters, all your kind of tropic characters you need to bring this tropic plot along. Uh, Nicole, what do you think of these characters? Well, I mean, three of of the actors in this are people that I really like. Uh, I really like Jason Sudeikis. He's probably my my celebrity crush, so I always like looking at him. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, she she yeah. always puts him on, on her top five. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. I like uh, Bruce, and I like Elizabeth Olsen in a lot of things, too. Bruce um, is like your old man crush. He really is. He's a <laughs> handsome guy. You said like he's um, got hot. He's uh, what was it in um, Gerald's game? He's like he's got hot old man bod. I'm like Aaron. Oh, he really does. <laughs> if if no one's seen it, you should check it out. If you want to see some shirtless uh, shirtless Bruce Greenwood, Gerald's game also on Netflix. That's just, that's also a good movie, but we're not talking about that anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. Stunned. So <laughs> I <laughs> I like those actors. So I was already going in with a bit of of hope that I would enjoy the movie and I did. I really did. I I think that it was enjoyable to watch. I think that the the journey itself was okay, but if they didn't have these specific actors from just for myself playing it, I really don't think that I would have been as involved in watching this. I think it would have been just a snooze fest. Um, but they can carry the film a little bit better than other people probably could have. Um, there's probably people that could have done it better than them. But for what it is, I liked the dynamic between Matt and his aunt and uncle the most, I think. You can just tell that there mm-hmm. was true love between them. His his dad made mistakes, and you can see that that wasn't always the case uh, as the movie goes on when we see the, the after the developed photos come about and we see, oh my god, he really did love him, but when when things go wrong and you have Deep to make down, a decision. Just needed those photos to, to yeah, develop. And you can, exactly. You can see yeah. into his heart. And, yeah. And, uh. That might have been my big problem with the plot of the movie, but okay. Yeah. We talk about that. But, I mean, at least we can see that he cared enough about his son to put him in better hands. So, he's in good hands, if you want to say. Yeah, that was my all joke state. about the Allstate Is that an Allstate? I just said it. You're in good hands with Allstate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Didn't hate um, I, I, I missed it. <laughs> it's okay. Um, <laughs> people that, that don't know that guy's from the commercial are probably like, what the fuck are they talking about? Um, <laughs> so one knows that guy from that commercial. That's if you know who Dennis Haysbert is, you know. More people know Allstate guy than Dennis Haysbert. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the dynamic of them and how they treated him the same way you know, 20 something years later as they did when he was a child and you haven't seen him in a while and everything. So I really liked that. I like Elizabeth Olsen, but I hate the, like I said earlier, I hate the fact that they got together and made this, this love connection. I really would have liked this a lot better if they didn't do that. I think that it was just so square and I wanted it to be something different so we could say, Hey, these people can be like platonic friends and, they have the same interests, but we don't have to have them fall in love. It's just like, ugh. And Ed Harris, I thought, was really good in this. He's so crass and he's rude and he's a fucking asshole. And he does a really good job of it because we can tell that it wore down on his son the whole, all of the years of his life. So, altogether, I think it was a good cast. I think that they acted it very well. Um, perhaps the script or the directing could have enhanced it a little bit, but 
no discredit to the cast for me. Um, I'm going to give it a four. What do you think, Mama K? Yeah, I I think also that the the actors as the characters are the shining stars in this movie. It's not necessarily the characters themselves um, or what they're saying, but really, right. um, I think that they that everybody did come in and really put an effort into this to make it what it is because it could really could e- easily be you know any other road movie and it's it's not far off from that it's not like it's very different from that but i really did i really did connect to these characters and i really did care about them and uh i have to say that jason sudeck has pulled me in straight away i was a little worried at the very very beginning when they showed him at his record company with first of all i mean are there still record companies like that that are trying to like you know pull this would have been like 2000 Nine or something, 2010. We were trying. Oh no, 2012. We were trying to figure out the exact date. Yeah. So yeah, it would have been. I'm thinking the last throws. Going up against Sony or whatever. Come on, are you kidding me? But you know, when when we first meet him and he's in the record company and they have that um, assistant girl who portrays the most annoying assistant that's in every movie that you see, <laughs> yeah. and I thought, oh, yeah, that's, that's I've every made character. a. Is that- is whatever character they are. Yeah, in her movie. <laughs> her name is Kiko. I'm sure you know. Um, You're on I don't thin ice. This is your last shot, says the boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so two weeks. I, I I was really worried. I was like, shit. I have really stepped in at this time, and I'm going to hear about this a lot because this is going to be really bad um and you were, it, you were bailed out by the actors in this one <laughs> i was totally i mean yeah i needed to send <laughs> bailed out literal you know edible arrangements to everybody in this movie because they did save me <laughs> this time i appreciate it so much all of them especially dennis haysbert who's my favorite uh the movie he was in was oh i lost it yeah, again what a great scene and a half yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Far from Heaven. That's the movie with him and Julianne Moore that we probably need to review. It's really good. You know, Ed Harris, you know, you know, in the beginning, the kind of character he's going to be. And a lot of time, I don't a lot of times he he can play a character like that. And I don't really feel uh, so much like vitriol and anger for him. But in this one, I did because he was such a dick. I mean, so bad when he when you know when they go to the uh aunt and uncle's house and he calls out like an affair that he had with the aunt before they got together i was just like Mm -hmm. you fucking dick you're there with your brother (laughs) for the last time and you're gonna bring this up and then he qualifies it by just saying yeah i like to you know what did he say i I like to bust his balls and i'm like dude that's That's not busting his balls yeah what <laughs> a little different yeah yeah or ruin his life i mean those are not the same things at all um so you know he's just he's he's kind of the classic narcissistic artist and he even you know refers to artists like that in the movie when he's talking about you know artists are not happy people they're not you know you have to you have to have this passion and this narcissism that goes beyond anything else that's in your life that and as much as you know and then when he tells him later on that he he loved him i think the you know the love he had for him is an easy love when you have a baby that's an easy love because it's new and it's um you know everything's precious and you have somebody that's really super reliant on you and then when you find out that there might be somebody else like your wife who's willing to take the burden then you don't have to feel that anymore like you don't have to be that person anymore so i think that it's a it's a complete co- the, the the wrong the thing that's wrong with these trope this trope of movie is that it's like a cop-out 
that he that you know Jason Sudeikis's character could maybe forgive him at the end. We don't really know if he does or not, but he does enough to you know have the moment at the end with his photos. Uh, but is that enough? You know, is it enough that your last four four rolls of Kodachrome are of you know your kid when he was a little kid with his with his mom? I don't and know. Also, pictures I, of obese women with with floral shirts on it diner yeah what was that 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 scene like we, we turned our head when they're in the diner and he's like oh, what is she like 250 oh that's a nice that's a beautiful dress and he just gets up and goes and starts taking pictures of her. that's like, a great pattern I'm like what kind yeah, of fucking I, photographer is he no, I love, you know, those are the nuances of this movie that i really love i love that because that's exactly I remember what somebody like good. him a narcissistic artist is gonna do um, there's also kind of a really sweet moment when they're driving along in the car, which I have to pick on a little bit later on, but when they're driving along in the car and then they go past, um, like somebody in an RV and there's a little girl with her head out the window and her ponytails flying and it's a really great, uh, visual and he's taking pictures of it and he's smiling at her and she's smiling at him. And I'm thinking, you know, these people really only live in that moment. That's, that's the happy moment for them. And the other little girl's probably thinking, this is a great moment. This guy, what a nice guy taking my picture. And he's like, oh, this was really nice. The girl with the hair. And I'm thinking neither one of them could ever, you know, they don't, the relationship, that's it. That's the bulk of his happiness is that, you know, that moment. He doesn't have happiness otherwise, even at, at, at all. So it's kind of like... I really, that was a really good scene for me. I really liked that. I, I liked the one in the diner with the woman in the dress. I liked that too. Jason Sudeikis's character, I thought was really, you know, he was more compelling than I thought he was going to be. I kind of thought he was going to be way too whiny and too needy, but he was a little bit just like, you know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And I was surprised by the choice that he made when he... You know, kind of when he was supposed to be signing that band and he defended his dad in -hmm. front of the band. And I was even actually more surprised. The only surprising part of this movie, I think, was when uh, the band decided really didn't sign with him. I thought there was going to be the, oh, the band's going to sign with him anyway. You know, it was going to go. I just want to say we're sorry for making fun of your dad who pissed himself. (laughs) Yeah. You know, we didn't get we didn't get that scene. So that's nice. No, it was basically, you know, getting the text from his boss that says you're fried and then you're fired. So oh, that was good. I like that. Um, so um, I liked uh, Elizabeth Olsen's character. Um, I like it. Sometimes I feel like she's a little forced um, and there's a lot playing behind her character that we don't get to uh, see developed. You know, we don't we don't get to see her character really develop very much which is, I guess, probably a time thing. It's a pretty short movie. I don't know that I would have wanted that. Who else do we have? That's I like I like all the little ancillary characters. I really do. I like the guy at the Photoshop that he has this relationship that he's, you know, saved room to make, you know, to do the to, to make the photos for him. I like all the photographers toward the end where I didn't expect something like that, where there would be this huge you know, influx of photographers trying oh, yeah. to get their last pictures done on Kodachrome and that, you know, there is such a, I know that that's probably true, that there is this huge, you know, family brotherhood uh, thing that happens with people like that. But it was just sort of like, oh, I worked with he- you here and I worked with you there. And you could tell that Ed Harris was like, yeah, and but it was definitely you worked with me. It wasn't, you know, I worked with you. Mm-hmm. So um, it was, I liked all of that. I thought that was kind of charming and fun and it gave him actually some humanity that he his character 
really needed because he was such an asshole. Yeah. Uh, characters, characters for me are definitely a four. Yeah. So our leads here, uh, Ed Harris is like who I would call in as like a pinch hitter. I need an, an a minus or a B plus performance. Exactly. Cause I, he's in a ton of things I really like, and he's always an a minus or a B plus. I, I can't think of an a, there's some Ed Harris roles I really like, but I'm like, eh, it's not like the most memorable thing. Like I think I like Truman show as for that's real, real quality. His villain in there, snow piercer. He's really good. Uh, gone baby gone but like he's always like an a minus b plus i've never seen him tank either i've never seen a horrible ed harris performance so uh he's have you ever the, seen him as like the main character uh gary gun ross is he no not really in there um when's he the main main character i don't know i feel like that he's always either you know second guy or part he's usually of like second of guy or bad guy ensemble yeah or, or ensemble yeah he's in mother we love yeah. mother um, what would it be like if he had to carry a movie? I mean, maybe there is one. This I is the closest it. thing. I, I mean, he's still second guy, but he's like kind of yeah. the one B as opposed to the number two. Um, right. No, he's he's really he's he's solid in this. He he, I was not bought into this movie the whole time. I was just kind of like going with it. I wasn't not like like I wasn't unhappy watching it, but I was just like, eh, I'm just kind of bored. Nothing really happening. Um, the turning point when they get when they get to Chicago. And that that's like the you know the, the scene with the band is when they go from adversarial to the first time there he they they or Matt shows him any uh, reverence or, or cares about his dad at all because yeah, he takes his right advice at the end of that scene is that's it <laughs> yeah and then and then yeah and then he goes you know and then he uh, Ben has another outburst and. And fires Zoe, and they, you know, the, the next day is the hospital day. But that that scene in the middle, it's a quick turn. But that's when I knew the actors were doing such a good job. Is that I knew in my head, I'm like, they were just mad at each other like a couple hours ago, and now like the next day, like everything's fine. I know it's because he's fucking going to the hospital, so that's like the scene you need to push that over the edge. But uh, it's a quick right. turn, and I, I I didn't find my, I had to think about it, not buying it, instead of just not buying it. The the, the actors were were convincing. Uh, Jason Sudeikis, very, very good uh, straight man in this. He's usually more of uh, the funny second or third guy. Uh, a lot of, like, usual usual second or third people in this that uh, that pull their weight. Um, Elizabeth Olsen, uh, her character has the least to do because her character is mostly plot device-y. Um, and yeah, I don't like at the end. Like we, Nicole and I basically predicted the different parts. That I was like, "Oh, he's gonna go, and it's gonna be a bunch of roles of his mom and him as a kid." Right. And, and and then you were, and then Nicole was like, "And then, and then Elizabeth Olsen's gonna walk in while he's watching yeah. the thing." And I'm like, "Yeah, and that's like literally what happens. <laughs> exactly what happens at the end." So I just wanted to see. I just wanted to see developments of a bunch of fat people in diners as the that's what we were hoping we were hoping for a, like a bunch of weird shit that like like a bunch of non-sequitur weird stuff that made no sense but no it was all him as a kid and the mom who looked uh she looked um what was her name what the the lady from Shelley the shining Shelley duvall yeah she looked very Shelley duvall in those in those flashback pictures okay um, that's a little harsh i think oh no but like not but like normal looking, not, this, like, it, not like not like no, scary just looking. the way that it was just the way that they the angles yeah, yeah. I, I did not mean that uh in an insulting way uh i i could see how i don't know that there's any other way to take that i was saying that in uh in dr sleep and uh justin and were like oh don't be so hard on shelly duvall i'm like she is hard now look at i was just about to say something again i was gonna say that's not very nice the thing 
thing about it's not about it's it's about the fact that I think Shelley Duvall did not wash her hair the whole time that she did The Shining, and that was the part for me that was oh, really hard to process. There's a lot of stuff process. going on with her whole face. That's just here's <laughs> uh, the worst part for me though. Okay, so yeah, Shelley Duvall not in this movie, uh, although the mom and the flashbacks look like a cleaned up version. Um, and yeah, all those little <laughs> side characters are are good. Uh, again, tropey, like the exact characters that you would expect to run into a movie like this. Uh, but our leads are strong and carry it. I'll stick with you guys on this and give it a four. I like the characters. Nice. Uh, I like the actors portraying the characters. I don't think they're given much material, but man, do they milk every last drop yeah. out of it in a in a convincing manner. Um, the visual and sound. What do we think of this? Back to you, Mama K. Well, I mean, I have. I think I have certain things. Just did that a two I minute monologue from... on the on the the girl's pigtail in the wind or whatever. Okay, well, I really like those things. The things that I like about this movie, I like. The things that I don't like, I also don't like. Um, they really needed to have more compelling road music for me. Um, I, it was very choppy. They were on the road a lot. A lot in the of Pearl very, Jam. You know, some live. Pearl. No, live wasn't on the road. Live was in in the room in in the the kids. I'm talking about the, the overall soundtrack of the movie. It's all it's all like '90s rock. Yeah, that's and and. That I think is I don't know if that's fine or not. Actually, I just when it's road music like that, it needs to be. If it's going to be road music of the time, it needs to be better, um, and it needs to not be so loud. I don't know. There was something about every time that they would play something when they were driving along, it was very loud and uh, not. It didn't feel like it matched the tone of them driving on a road trip i mean everybody has road trip music right i don't feel like anything that they were playing they had some whispery that... indie music going on sometimes too like but uh, while some, they like, were driving on steven's sounding kind of stuff yeah yeah and maybe and and some of it was maybe a little bit too i mean it was it was either for me it was either n- not jaunty enough or too loud like if it's going to be loud, it needs to be rock and roll music. If it's going to be ro- other kind of road music, it needs to be kind of jaunty, fun, something you can bop along to. But, you know, you need some I don't know. Gum. Yeah, I don't think it has to be that. But it just doesn't need to be whatever it was. I didn't I didn't enjoy that. And it kind of set out to me like it pulled me out of the movie every time it was on. Um, I was pleasantly surprised to not hear... I was I was probably ninety eight percent sure that they were going to play uh, Kodachrome by Paul Simon at some point during the movie, and they didn't. So that was uh, good for me. Maybe they couldn't get that uh, afforded or whatever. But um, that was nice. That was a nice, pleasant surprise. Um, the The visuals. I mean, it's it kind of looked like it was done pretty quickly, and. The thing that I like was when he was using his eye as a photographer, uh, there were some really good choices I thought that they made uh, toward the middle of the movie. One of them was when they were at a rest stop and Ed Harris's character drops film on the ground and he the, the director takes his time with it and he's not... And he's far... It's a far away shot, so he's like, you don't see Ed Harris struggling up close to like... Because he's sick, he's he's really ill, and for him to try to reach down and get it, and Jason Jason Sudeikis's character comes over and picks it up, and then they have an ensuing conversation, which I don't think I cared that much about that conversation, but I really like that visual beforehand that got him to the table. Um, there are some things like that that he that whoever I don't even know who the director of this movie is, but whoever the director is, Mark Rosso. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm not familiar. Um, that Copenhagen. he does that I like. Oh, okay. 
and and I like that you know there is a music background to this. The you know the the guy's a music producer. There we see a live band. There's a lot of talk about the band live. Um, there's some singing of live's music. There's you know what them talking about record playing and how big of a deal that was for the characters growing up. I think I'm missing something, but I can't. Hopefully, one of you guys will bring it up. But um, for me, that part was just was kind of middle of the road. It really was the actors playing the characters that did it for me in this movie. So I'm going to give a three to the category that we're on right now. Michael? <laughs> um, I have to disagree. Oh. Slight, slightly. Talk to me. Um, I am a huge Pearl Jam fan, and I'm a huge okay, fan therein of lies the problem. music of, of that <laughs> that genre and that time period. So, like, live and Pearl Jam seem like excellent choices for Road Trip for me. <laughs> um, I would have no... But they didn't play either one of them during the road trip. Well, he, they the didn't play the one the road trip, Pearl Just because they're not in the car with the music playing. Like, they're not gonna... I'm talking about the car. Yeah, the car part is the problem I really had. Well, they did play Pearl Jam because I was confused because, all right, the part that I don't don't like the most is when they get to the aunt and uncle's house and they they go up to the bedroom and they're acting like teenagers looking through all these old records. Oh, what's this? Oh, what's this? Let's put this on and we'll stare at the ceiling and hold hands and shit like that. (laughs) I'm like, this is so corny. And they say, she goes, oh, you got a little Pearl Jam in here. They just heard it in the car. That's why I know that they played it in the car because I'm like, well, this is not new. Like you'd already knew we liked it. So anyway, that was my little gripe about that. Um, (laughs) But I like the scene where they're singing it in the bar. They finally like loosened up a little bit where they're singing live in the bar and realize, okay, we both don't have jobs right now. We're both stuck with this old guy in the middle of nowhere and we hate this, but we can't go anywhere type of thing. Um, so mm-hmm. I like that freedom of that, of that scene. The rest of the, of the music part of it doesn't really hold much for me. I just like the music choices that they made, like the actual songs. The one scene that I do like the most is at the end when they're in the hotel room the night of waiting for the development to come back, the developed photos to come back. Mm-hmm. And Matt is in the other room and the dad is sitting there and he goes, Matt, do you hear that noise? And he comes out and he's talking about getting dinner and t- just complete oblivion, oblivious to what is has happened. And when he turns to face his dad's body to see him standing there uh, excuse me to see him just sitting there passed away he just sits down and he just has this sad smile on his face just knowing that his dad is not suffering anymore and it's just a very calm uh scene and that's probably where i had the most like feeling in the movie was like oh man like this was really hard he had no idea he was not with him for the final seconds of his life if only he came out of that bathroom a little bit quicker and he just says i agree with you that was really that was really powerful and he just says like it's okay "Okay." dad it's okay yeah and i'm like oh shit like i was like oh this is really intense um but a good intense it just really showed that the you know the turnaround of the film i'm kind of talking about my resonance and feel a little bit but i kind of feel like that that visual is really representative of the resonance and feel of the movie itself so um i'm gonna give it a three for the visual and sound 
Yeah, this I don't like to use the three and move on thing here. That's more of a, a just tactic. But uh, this is this is the kind of the movie I would I would think to use it on. Um, the scenes that are like powerful for you guys, I didn't linger a whole lot on on many of those ones. I like the music. I'm more with Nicole than okay. The parts I don't like is when they do like the kind of soft the soft rock indie music. I don't think that fits. I because that. That uh, that felt like it was like Royal Tenenbaum soundtrack, and I'm not really. I don't think that's gonna fit in here. I think it should all been '90s rock stuff constantly. Um, I think that's fits because he's the music guy, and his bands are like rock rockish bands, uh, you know. And I I think that all fits more with everything. Seems to stick out though. Yeah, like I remember. I remember the scene where he took a picture of the lady in the diner, and I remember the uh, the meeting scene. I like that scene, but it um, it's just not very. Uh, I can't think of like the filmmaking wise, like techniques that made it remarkable. Uh, I, I remember a couple of easy tricks, like um, when uh, she gets on the elevator and the elevator closes, and all those people are in there, and then they all look down and they all look Ugh. nervous. Good background extra work. No, and it's the not made, worst. It, made her uncomfortable. And then when the <laughs> elevator door closes, it's a far away shot, you know, showing that he's been isolated. He's alone right now, you know. So a lot, a lot of like they had some small tricks like that. But um, I, I'm I'm I don't have much more to pull out of here for for visual and sound that you guys haven't covered. So I'll give it a three and move on. Uh, and we are going to end the film here because they make it just in time for the last day of Kodachrome Fest. Uh, just because all these people are there getting their things developed, and first the lady's <laughs> like, "Oh, I'm sorry, we can't take any more." He's like, "Oh, don't worry, I got a guy, Jasper, or not Jasper, uh, Dwayne." Dwayne comes out, and Dwayne's like, "Oh, yeah, you, you old so and so," and then uh, he develops a film for him for the next day. And he has the scene where he meets all the, uh, or not meets, but like catches up with the other enthusiasts. He's like a legend to them. Uh, uh, he takes pictures with him, and uh, uh, Matt's on the peripheral, kind of smiling approvingly at this point because they've they've patched things up for the most part. They had that uh, scene in the hospital when they when they broke out, uh, where where Ben finally said he was sorry for being terrible, and and he hugged his son. Uh, and then yeah, like uh, you guys said. Uh, Ben, ben dies, Matt comes out of the bathroom talking about what they're going to get for dinner, and yeah, he's he's in the chair, he is not alive. Uh, Larry arrives, Larry comes back uh, for funeral arrangements, uh, that's uh, yeah, Larry Holt's character, Dennis Haysbert's other scene, he was in the beginning, and he comes in at the end to right. wrap it all up. And Matt offers uh, offers the developed photos to Larry because, uh, you know, Ben didn't get to see them, and uh, he's like, no, he wanted you to have them, and curate them, and show them, and I'm like, hmm. Okay. Are they gonna yeah, surprise. Have a, have a like a like a gallery show. I don't really know what that's supposed to mean, but whatever. Uh, then then we get the last scene uh, where they're at Ben's home. Uh, Matt plays the drums real quick. He loads the slides into the projector, sees all the pictures of him as a little boy with the mom, and then of course, as Nicole predicted, Zoe arrives and they just share some yeah. company viewing the slides. Nice little that's, snug at the end. That's Kodachrome. So uh, Nicole, you were talking about a little bit about your residence and feel. Conclude those thoughts. Yes. So I'm kind of back and forth, really, with what I've been saying, and I know it sounds like I don't know where to land. I kind of don't actually. I do like that, and I do like the ending of him passing away in peace, and 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 everyone's at peace with it. Type of bullshit at the end. Um, the end end is so annoying. It's frustrating, <laughs> even 
because we just all knew it was coming. Why can't we just have something else that just gives us a nice feeling at the end instead of what we were already expecting? Um, I can't, I, I don't, I don't really want to talk about that part too much because it just annoys me. Um, but the overall <laughs> movie itself is, it is heartwarming. Um, there's a lot of great parts in this. There's a lot of average parts in this. So, I mean, if I look at it as a whole, I was pleased well, you know, with, with how the movie turned out. I enjoyed watching it. I didn't feel bored during this. This could very easily be boring for me, but it was just right on the on the brink of not being boring, which is good. Um, <laughs> Rode the line. <laughs> it definitely towed the line of boring, but it wasn't, so I'm, I'm happy. Um, I'm going to give it a, a 3.5 for my residence and feel. Okay. I'm glad to hear, Nicole, that you're kind of like dancing around not knowing where to land on this too because in uh, on the same breath i'm gonna say the ending ending where she walks back in was the most disappointing part for me because i really because i knew that was coming too and i thought just surprise me just just surprise me one time in a movie that's not gonna surprise me at all but they didn't but having said that one of my favorite scenes in the movie is the very ending scene where they're do- they're shooting it from behind and they just keep kind of getting closer and closer and closer the shot gets closer it's just him and her standing next to each other looking at the looking at the wall and i like that i am kind of a weird sucker for things shot from behind that sounds really <laughs> oh, kinky yeah, and weird yeah. but yeah, um, okay it's a sucker yeah. from from behind Stop! God, don't ever say that again. <laughs> We're such so sick in the head. You cut in this that family. out of this whole thing. I never um, want to hear that again. It's <laughs> too late. It's already been talked about. You got to leave it in like, now, otherwise it's into gonna, a ball right now. It's like, gonna sound choppy otherwise. Talking about this a lot more. <laughs> gotta keep, gotta, um, gotta keep it in. But I do like that. That's like I, I don't know. There's something about that about being, uh, you know, being the being the person watching from behind god all of this is so, there's so many that i have 12 terrible things in my head now got because, all the quotes. Um, <laughs> it just makes yeah. you feel like you're in the room experiencing the emotion that they are without actually having to see their face it does like a psycho serial yeah. killer or you know sex rapist or something i mean i don't know what but something um but i do like that and it because it doesn't for me it's like i can see something without having to look at having to look at their face which i mean i like faces as much as the next person All right, we, i think we get be, it i think we get your feelings on this last scene i don't yeah, think anything you're, you're gonna, gonna say feel, is gonna but, help <laughs> no I, this is gonna help i swear to god this is gonna help if you can make me feel something without me having to look at somebody's face that that's something i think you're doing a job you're you're doing the work so uh, i appreciate that so as much as i didn't want it to end that way i liked the way they shot the ending um there were pieces about this movie I think I felt like that kind of the whole way is like I didn't want this is not the way I wanted this movie to go but oh my god you guys are you know acting the shit out of this and I have to appreciate it anyway even though it's not even though it's trope I don't care it's the best of the trope uh, when I say the best it's good it's a, it's it's the good of the trope so yeah I liked this movie this movie made me feel I I cried a couple times which what I don't know these characters enough to cry about them, but I know you feel, well enough. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Did you cry at this? I, it's the father son thing that gets me because it's really like, you know, he's the worst 
he's the worst, he's not the worst kind of father, but he's a bad dad. He's a bad husband. Um, and I don't really feel sorry for him, but I feel sorry for the situation. And, and it makes me, it makes me feel that. And I also feel genuine, like warmth for, um, Matt's character because I don't, you know, it's, I don't know that guys make that 180 that quick when they've had such a contentious relationship with one of their parents, especially their father. So I just think it's really, you know, he, he I believe it when he does it, uh, which is kind of unnerving to me because I usually don't believe those kind of things, but I did. Um, and yeah, I liked, I liked how, how this went in spite of Pearl Jam. So uh, I'm going to give the resonance and feel for this movie a four. Yeah. Um, no, it's fine. It's, it's perfectly fine. Uh, it, I cared about it way more than I should have because this should be like a very mediocre movie. Uh, the actors are the, the highlight they did. They did such a good job, especially in the m- middle half to the back half all the way up until, you know, from behind. Yeah. The back half. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, oh yeah, all the way up to the final, to the final. And... My goal is to make Nicole super uncomfortable. For the rest <laughs> I've of already crawled movie. into a ball and <laughs> pulled a blanket over my head. This is not her family. Talk to each other. Um, no, so I, 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 uh, I, I watched too much stuff for this to stick at all. I watched this yesterday, and I, this will be in and out of my head by the end of the week. I think um, it's a perfectly. I was not bored. It's a perfectly nice movie. Uh, it's 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 uh, light, light, prickly, uh, sweet, but not too saccharine. It's a real. I'm kind of the call. It really toes the line of not ever being quite boring, and definitely never being great, but always being like good enough to keep watching. Um, so I'll give it like a, like a two, five. It's, it's fine. It's good. I don't know. It's nothing memorable for me, but, uh, nothing, nothing that made me hate it. Like nothing, nothing so offensive that, I mean, there, you know, there's stuff I didn't like, but nothing crazy, uh, which is kind of a shame. It's kind of, it kind of played within the bumpers this whole time, but uh, we're at the end here. Uh, okay. You recommended Kodachrome to us, but do you actually recommend Kodachrome to all? Yeah, I'm going to recommend it. I recommended it today too and i and i totally put it like you know if you're an ed harris fan and then there was like emptiness in the room i'm like or you know the guy from the all-state commercials and then still emptiness in the room I'm like what about jason steck is oh yeah we'll watch it i'm like okay oh you like nicole i know who my audience <laughs> is yeah. ed harris i don't know who that is oh nicole i would recommend this is like just enough good parts to say i would i would recommend it i like <laughs> It's not very good. It? <laughs> it's not very good, but I really like the actors in it, so I, I would say yes. I'm going to recommend it because I didn't dislike it, and I can't think of anyone who would dislike it. I think most people I would recommend this to would be like me and be like, hey, it's fine. Like, it's p- fine to have it And then there's on. And other I, people that would be like, this is so good. Yes, I think there are. I think there are some people who would be yeah, like, this is so like a too. four and a half, five star movie. What a What a drama. I'm like... All right, settle down. I mean, this. I'm, I know this is the 11th movie you've ever seen in your life, but like, come on now. Like, this is this is just. A, Who are you talking to? A, <laughs> this is this is a perfectly this is a perfectly fine movie for someone who watches movies. Like, it's not it's not boring. It's not horrible. It's it is disposable though. So if you don't want to waste time on disposable, if you'd rather do moonshots, which is more like what I, I want to do, go for weird stuff, go for off the beaten stuff. I mean, this isn't for you, but uh, this won't offend anyone. Some people will really like it. I don't understand those people, um, but I think most people will 
tolerate to like it. So that's enough for a recommend for me. I thought it was all right. Uh, so there nice. you go. Three kind of kind of lighter recommends, but three recommends nonetheless. So uh, that is that is it for Code of Chrome. Uh, we are going to keep doing the streaming. I didn't expect this to have to be on month four of nothing but streaming, but you know. No one, no one did. Here we are. Yeah, no one expected that. Hopefully, August is the magic month. There are still stuff uh, on the schedule, but uh, I, have, I don't know. It's... Stop saying it. Just say, you know, we'll be back when we're back. On my Instagram, we have all the tournament going on right now. If you want to, uh, yeah, that's fun. Most anticipated movies of 2020. I mean, I know. As you're hearing this, some of those movies have already been pushed to 2021, but uh, we're just going to keep those 16. I'm not going to start replacing them with other movies because that's too much shit. So just just play a fun tournament voting game because we're, we're just trying to do something, anything right now. That's on my Instagram <laughs> at Brennan underscore pod host. That's where you can also reach out to me about questions on the show. You can also reach out to us at Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook, at Films Women Pod on Twitter, and you can email the show with questions, suggestions, recommendations. We are still taking them until we're back in theaters. Films with the Women at gmail.com. Alrighty. Thank you guys for being on Code of Chrome. Alrighty. Yeah, thanks guys. Until next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.